Together we are Harry, Harry and, Phil. and Phil, and we do this podcast where we have a random word that gives us a starting point for a conversation, which we just do some random rambles and see where it goes. It could go anywhere and do anything, or indeed be about anything. Uh, and yeah, so without any further ado, uh, we will press the random word generator button. <gasps> Boop. And that was you. And overcome. Oh, now steady now. Um, what that... See, this is, I think, is a very important word. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I write stories, yes, okay, I always think it's important to have somebody overcoming some bad thing in their life. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the story. I I'm never a fan of fiction where the threat defeats the protagonist. Yeah, and I don't understand why anybody would want to write or even less read something that has got I'm, I'm not talking about you, you you can have you know poignant endings you can have sad endings but a little, utterly yeah, dis- a, little, like, a little shine of hope somewhere you've always got to have a bit of hope because yeah. uh, otherwise what is the point mm. of creating Something that reinforces just how tough and harsh reality is. I know it's quite popular, you know, when you're an adolescent going, oh, I'm going to write something and everybody dies at the end. Well, there was a story like that. Um, there was a story where... Hamlet. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> there, I had seen a story, a film, one day, because uh, basically when The Hobbit came out, I became obsessed with Lee Pace. Because, I mean, why look at, at Threndrill. Right. Why wouldn't you? Okay. And uh, I was like, ooh, I like this actor. I've mm. never seen this actor. Okay. I like this actor. I, I, to be fair, I haven't seen him in anything else, and particularly. what I tend to do... Yes, you've seen Pushing Daisies. Oh, yeah. Um, and so what <laughs> I tend to do when I find an actor that I like is that I go to the filmography mm. and I look, pop, pop, and I watch... A whole bunch. I look at the like little resumes of the movies. Yes. And if it's something that might be nice to me, and I'm a very easy public, so most of it is very nice to me. But what I mean is, if I find something that catches my eye, I'll go, oh, I'll watch that. And I'll mm-hmm. watch a whole bunch of movie with that one actor in it. Right. I've done it for Benedict Cumberbatch. I've done it for uh, Tom Middleton. I've done it for Lee Pace. Okay. I've done it for Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that tenant. And... Um, yeah, and anyway, so I'm watch. I'm trying to watch some movies, and he was in a movie. I do not remember the title. It was probably good because you, this could be a spoilery conversation, or it's extremely spoilery conversation. Yes, but uh, apologies by the way, delayed apologies for anyone who doesn't know Hamlet. Yes, I'm sure five hundred years is a perfectly adequate time. What? It's not Hamlet. No, no, no. I said Hamlet earlier. Oh, and everybody dies in Hamlet. Okay. Yes. Fair <laughs> Spoilers. I'm sorry, I'm not following. Um. 
what I'm trying to say is, uh, yeah, and so I'm watching this movie, and it's about, oh, okay, I'm going to try to be brief, bear with me, because it's not something I can do. <laughs> okay. Extra sit down episode this week. Yeah, sit, sit down, <laughs> have a cup of coffee, have a cup of tea, have a glass of water, get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, once upon a time, no, <laughs> so it's about a guy, and he has his girlfriend, and she's pregnant, okay? Oh, that was a short story. No. Yeah. And so, he uh, he has a twin brother, this guy, and he's going to visit of some sort. And so, this guy, well, not a twin brother, a brother, a brother just a brother, and this guy uh, that has his girlfriend and everything, he he's on the traffic, he's in, he's in traffic, and at some point he has a car accident with his brother. Okay. okay, and so the the guy ends up in the guy with the girlfriend ends up in coma, mm-hmm. in a coma, and the brother wakes up, and he but he realizes that he's the guy in coma. So basically, the two brothers exchange body. Okay. So the actual soul, quote unquote, soul of the brother is in the coma. In his brother's because that happens when there's car crashes. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And I mean, the actual this bro- happened to you before when we had ours. It just yes, no, never worry. What? When we had our little oh little car crash, mm. we exchanged bodies. Yeah, the souls went out of your mind and out of your body and stuff. Yes, that's what happens. Sure. The documentary, this wasn't it? Yes. Anyway, and so this uh, so they exchanged body. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the guy with the girlfriend who is pregnant is actually in his brother's body. And so right. he gets home with her and, and she's a bit she's a bit weirded out. She doesn't really trust him because the brother is a bit of a... He's not a nice person to be around. He's a bit trouble. Okay. I think he's been in prison at some point or something like that. And anyway. And the brother is Lee Pace. And so he's like, oh, darling, blah, blah, blah. And he acts as just like his guy was, his husband was. And so she's a bit weirded out. She doesn't understand everything, but she is trying to, you know, she's trying to adapt to this new situation, but she's still a bit suspicious about him. She doesn't really know. And he keeps giving her, to trying to persuade her that it's him, he keeps giving her details on like uh, stuff that they've done together and stuff like that. And um, at some point, and there's like this little, and he, he can build stuff and he builds uh, a crane? Not a crane. Uh, I don't know. A thing you put babies in and it... A cradle. A cradle. There we okay. go. Not a crane. That's a bird. Um, or a stuff to lift very heavy object. Yeah, anyway. babies aren't that heavy. No. So, a cradle. And he builds a cradle out of wood. And she's like, wow, it's really pretty and blah, blah, blah. And one day he goes away. And she goes to... She's still a bit suspicious. And she goes to his workshop where he made the crane in it. The crane. No, it's not a crane. It's a cradle. Where he made the cradle. He made a crane as well. And he finds... (laughs) And he finds a box. A wooden box. And she opens her. She opens it. I can't talk. She opens the box and finds a whole bunch of 
pictures and photos of her husband, her actual husband, and her. And, and behind the photos are dates and little notes on what they did that day. Okay. And she realizes that everything that he, all the memories he's been telling her are in this box with the pictures. He found a box of pictures mm-hmm. with all the little stories behind it. And she was like, oh, so he's been lying to me. So they haven't swapped souls. They haven't swapped souls. The brother... Has been pretending. Has been pretending to have a better life, basically, than he has. Mm. He's told his brother that is in coma life. And so she's like, oh my God, and she's really scared, and she starts, like, being scared, and like, ah, and she's... Freaking yes, you can say freaking. I out. don't know. Yeah, you're freaking out is perfectly. Out. I don't Look, know if it's a bad word. Anyone listening to the show, are you freaking out? Yes or no? I mean, okay, because I don't know if it's a bad word or no, not. No, it's not. I am. I'm, I'm very bad at like nuances between words. No, anyway, it's, no, it is not. It's not the. That, that's not the f word you need to worry about. Okay, and so she's freaking out, and she's oh my god, what am I doing? And so she uh, makes him understand that she knows. Okay. And he became he becomes a bit violent and everything because right. no we could have had a good life blah 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 and like she's ah and he he's like mad at her for ruining it all and anyway okay. your husband you, you, like she's been told by the doctors that he's not coming back kind of thing he's in coma and he's not gonna come out oh I see and so she's like, oh you're ruining everything we could have a good life blah 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 blah. And, she, and she's like, yeah, but you're not my actual husband, and blah, 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 so I, I'm not in love with you, I'm in love with my husband, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. They have a big argument. Okay. And in the end, I think she kills him. Okay, not surprised by the sounds of things. But because it was like uh, def- uh, her defending herself, yeah, 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 yeah. she doesn't get in trouble. So fast, so typical psychological thriller. End of movie. She's alone with her baby, she's still pregnant, and she's alone with her baby, and she doesn't have and, any and the, the, End of movie. So the man doesn't come out of his coma. No, the man is dead. The brother is dead. She's alone with her baby. And you go, huh? Okay. okay. Now, what I didn't know was there is an alternative ending. Oh, okay. She found the box. And. And she didn't say anything. So she keeps the secret. She keeps the secret. She doesn't tell him that she knows. She doesn't kill him. She doesn't kill him. And she continues her life with him. Because she knows that her husband is not coming back. He's acting like his husband. And he's nice. And he's protecting. Mm. And he's loving. Mm -hmm. And her child is going to have a father figure. Hmm. And for some reason, I like that better. I I do. Because it's twisted. Well, it is twisted. But also... Yeah, I, I, I like it better. Well, I think the idea of... Yeah, I think it possibly goes against some like American ideologies uh, but of, of truth and honesty and all that sort of stuff. But also, like you say, as long as he's behaving himself and he's being a decent person... See, if it was me, I would write it that the audience find this information out and she doesn't. And we don't know if... She, I mean, like, the box is there. We see the box. And maybe she's walking towards the garage. 
and we don't know if she's going to find it or not. And then you've got that doubt, and you could leave it on the, but, but she at the, up up to that point she's going yeah 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 he's a really nice guy, but then we find out this, it's humding or ever, but 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 what's going to happen? And then you leave it on that edge of where's it going to go, and you've still got that, but it could have a happy ending or it could have a not happy ending, and. I think, as Orson Welles said at the end of one of his scripts, um, the story can you can have a happy ending depending on where you end your story. So they can continue to have a happy ending until when, in, when you're watching it, your audience is going, ah, yes, but she'll find it one day. And at that point, everything goes to hell. And you just think, but when that point is, that could be when she's 104, she might never find it. Oh, as in we could see him... Like, play around with the box, and then she finds the box, but we never know if she opens it or not. Or something like that. But, yeah, yeah the idea is, as an audience member, we have the information, yeah. we know the truth, yeah. but we the audience... We don't know what happens after she found the box. Did we she don't... open it? Did she not? Did she get the secret? Did she didn't? Did, Did she, she even find yeah. out the secret? Yeah. And, and I like what they call dramatic irony. Dramatic irony is this idea that the audience knows more than the characters do. And I I like that device because it, it involves the audience in, in, in more of a way and and you, you you're like you you're in on the secret. Yeah. And you've got a personal investment, if you see what I mean, in the sense that you know something and but but what if and you've always got that question mark over yeah, your head. Yeah, but I mean if it's not a happy ending I mean it is a happy ending, but it's up to you. Yeah, but the thing is, if um at the end, like, where she finds the box and she, de- she doesn't say anything and you see them, like, just be a nice little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's an, it is a good ending. You still know more than the characters. Because you know more than him. Because he doesn't know that she knows. Uh, true. So you still know more than him. And you go... <gasps> you know, that, I think it's... Knowing more than the characters is really nice as an audience. Yes. I think to be... I, I think it's really nice also... When, like the character, you don't know and you've been played. Okay. Just like when the girl, like when she finds the box and she opens it and she realises it's not my husband, you go, oh, what? Yeah. Because you want to believe in this fantasy, fantasy world where they exchange body and it's like a bit magical but you don't know really. Yeah. And it's just like this oh, gasp moment and you go, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? And most people would go, well freak out and kill him you know or would they yeah well if you're american <laughs> yeah no but like freak out and kick him out of the house or something like that Possibly, because he tried yeah. to abuse you or something what if he did that yes but i like the possibility of her not saying anything as mm. in i'm gonna protect my family yep. as in my child and i'm gonna protect myself um but because just like we saw the alternative ending she ends up having to kill a man and almost being uh, like and being attacked by a man. So yeah. she could have been if she if in the alternative ending, well the first ending that I, I said, she hadn't re- like she hadn't defended herself as well. She could have been killed by him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I would say, does the film at any point up to that demonstrate that the 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 guy who is pretending to be the brother does he demonstrate any? physical, bullying, violence tendencies. Not really, no. So that comes out of the blue. A bit. I mean, you can... 
because just like the just like the woman i think you're a bit suspicious you're like hmm he used to be trouble he says he's not trouble anymore he's all nice but is he really that nice you know it's just like at first you don't know because you don't really because you don't believe him you go mm. people don't exchange soul that's the real life but because it's a movie you go well what if yeah. you know what if in this universe in the movie it's possible and he's nice and he keeps being nice to her and he keeps like making stuff nice for her and everything as in in my memories at least but it's just like and you don't really know you know you want to believe him but at the same time you have this little feeling of something's off but you don't know what so you try to you start believing him and at the end when you when you when she discovers that you go oh my god you know yeah something that actually made me think of is this idea of alternate endings mm. and that alternative ending completely rewrites the purpose of the film oh yeah um and then my brain goes well which one's the right one you know, people go on about canon when it comes the to reason. films, but there is exactly and and so you know you can go like the various versions of Blade Runner, you know, or the director's cut of Lord of the Rings. We managed to bring Lord of the Rings in again, yay! Yeah. Um, but you get this idea of of the different versions of movies. And well, if you watch one version of the Lord of the Rings, Saruman is still alive. Exactly. And if you watch the other, Saruman is very much dead. So you know. yeah. Because in one of the cuts, you don't see him die. So there is a possibility that he's not dead. Yeah, depending on which version you see. And I think that can change your experience of the film. And people, I mean, the original Blade Runner is is got this annoying voiceover all the way through it, Um, and it changes your experience of the movie. And it's spelling it out, and it's really not very subtle at all. And it's got a happy ending. And like I was saying about my version of the film, whatever it is. Um, and listeners, if you do know what this film is, please let us know because I haven't got faintest clue. Um, but anyway, at the end of uh, one of the, the director's cut and final cut, they they cut the ending off. The the actual ending of the, of the original movie, you've got an extra scene where they have you know what they are we talking about? Blade Runner. Okay. Right. So you tuned out then, didn't you? Yeah. Right. Oh, you like. So the director's cut of Blade Runner, there is an uh, they they end the scene when they go off together and the door shut and we yeah. we're on a question mark of uh, you know what will they make it will they make it or uh, or is she gonna die is he a replicant all that so that's a robot folks all those sort of question marks we've we've, we've it's reaffirmed that yes he probably is and but are they gonna survive whereas in the original version no he isn't a robot and she somehow has is a special case where she's gonna live like normal people do and live forever and she's not got a limited lifespan like all the other robots have. So effectively, they're just living a normal, heteronormative relationship, just both of them together like ordinary people. And yes, it makes you think, oh, but isn't she just like a toaster or like a hoover? Um, But she looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, So and now she lives as long as a duck, so effectively she's a duck, Mm. if you get my meaning. She's not actually a, a, a duck. She's a person. But anyway, so it kind of undermines that question mark, that, that 
that that thought in your head that this can be a happy ending. You've got that hope if you bring the hope with it. Mm. Um, I don't, you know, happy endings don't have to be spelt out in that way. That's mm. what I'm saying. Uh, some films, I think I've mentioned this before, 1984, the uh, classic novel, uh, in which, uh, spoilers folks, but it is like quite a few years old now, the book, I mean, uh, 1944, yes. Um, 1984 the, was written in 1944? Yes. Okay. Because it was it was actually supposed to be written, uh, it was originally called 1980. Uh, but it took him four years longer to write than he expected, so he added four years on to the end of the day. Uh, I, I, I hope that's true. I think that is true. Uh, but anyway, yes. Um, but it was set in the in 40 years in the future, you see. Fair enough. Um, and But very much, you've got a lead character who is absolutely beaten by the system. Mm -hmm. right? There's a government system that is free to do whatever it wants. It can change the past in order to make, not literally, but the record of the past, to make the present look like it's the best it's ever been, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm not going to go into how much of that is now literally existing in our today's society, whereupon the internet is essentially an edited version of the past, whereupon governments or whoever it is can decide what actually really happened in the past compared to reality. Let's not have that sentence. I mean, uh, <laughs> wasn't it Stalin that was erasing people from... Oh, yes, it is, yeah. Pictures yeah, 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 yeah. that he didn't like anymore. Well, is that, that's, that, that happens now. People can just edit uh, records easily uh, and no one will ever know the difference. If you control the past, you control the present. And if you control the present, you control the future. That is essentially... what not the, that, That's what happens in 1984. But anyway, my point is, in the book, absolutely... Uh, the lead character goes against the rules... And is punished for it and is broken. End of movie. End of book. In the film, which is utterly awesome, still very miserable, same story long all the way through, but there is a, a little bit of hope at the end that he's not entirely broken because they look at each other, the two, because what he's done is he's fallen in love with somebody, which is outrageous. Uh, and they've broken the law together to be with each other. And they get punished oh, for doing dear. that. Yeah. So, um, but at the end, they look at each other. And depending on how you interpret that look, depends on whether you think they're beaten or not. Mm -hmm. And I look at that move, that last look, and I think he's won. Because I think, as, as is in V for Vendetta, which you've seen. Yeah. You've got to, they cannot, you cannot beat the system as long as you keep, because there's part of you that cannot be taken away. And as long as you hold that bit close, then you can, you won't get beaten by any system at all. Um, folks, I would really recommend watching V for Vendetta. That movie oh, is brilliant. It I, is brilliant. It's, I know people go, oh, the book is better, blah, blah, blah. Yes, the book is very, very good. But there are stuff that happens, there is stuff that happens in the movie that, as far as I recall, doesn't happen in the book. The bit, I won't go into spoilers, but, yeah, the ending, I think, is very yes. powerful and very strong, and it's got... Um, and I think that that's more powerful than the book is, although the book is very, very, very good, and I recommend reading the book too. 
Yeah, it's a graphic novel, by the it's way. It's got Stephen Fry in it. What more do you need? Uh, well, quite. Stephen Fry. It's, actually, the cast is very good. Uh, Natalie Portman's accent's a bit wobbly. Uh, yeah, but, you know. Um, I mean, I seem, I'm saying, uh, as if I noticed. <laughs> Did you not notice? No, because I don't really notice accents. Oh, okay. It's cause, well, I, I will notice an accent, but I just can't tell you if it's well done or not. No, but it's, it's Natalie Portman trying to sound, you know, are you like a crazy person? And and it's... It, 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 there's something that... It, it, it's it's the audio equivalent of Uncanny Valley. If, if you've, you've, I'm sure the listeners are like, you know about the Uncanny Valley, right? Looking look at my face and look at my face, study it. Yes. And draw a conclusion on... If I do actually know what the heck is Uncanny Valley. Okay, I'm going to go with the no. So in which case, then I well get to, I'm going to explain the Uncanny <laughs> Valley. Right, it's just kind of a math thing, so be careful here. Oh dear. Right, okay. So, I'm going to try to do my best to describe this. But, uh, if you imagine, uh, you've got um, a line going across the bottom. Yeah. Which is from not looking like a human at all. Okay. To looking like a human exactly, yeah. right? And then the other axis going up is comfortableness, right? Of of seeing that. Oh thing. yeah, isn't it like if you kind of look like a human but not exactly, it's very troubling. Yeah. But if you look not at all like a human, it's not at all. It's fine, exactly. And so what you have is this graph is what you know. It's it it it, it looks fairly steady, and then. When you get closer to looking like human, just it gets more and more comfortable, and then it will drop suddenly because it looks freaky, and then you go back up again instantly. But it is that valley. If imagine a you know like that. I, just, mm. I didn't work on the radio, but you know in a line, a, a high up bit, and then a drop, and then back up again. So that creates a valley. Mm. Yeah, uh, like mountains with a drop. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and they call that the uncanny valley, which is where things, like you say, are almost, almost like human, but not quite. But not and quite. I would say that Natalie Portman's accent is the audio equivalent, where it's almost, but not quite. Uh, is it as bad British. as uh... Johnny Depp in From Hell? No. Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. No. No. Maybe if you let me speak, you would know. I'm trying to find other ones that are famously awful. But go on. Is it like? What's his name? Uh, in Dracula. Gary Oldman? No, not Gary Oldman. <laughs> oh, no, Keanu Reeves. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Oh, yes, it's, it's, oh, God. Gary Oldman is a very good actor. Yes, I know. I'm sure his British accent is very good because he's like, from London. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> Although I'm not sure about his Dracula. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, so, but yeah, no, Keanu Reeves. Yes, his his British accent, his English accent. Hello, I can't even do it. I, but he no, it's it, he's it's he's too young and he's still got very much his whoa bodacious dude <laughs> kind of thing going on. Uh, <laughs> yes, you've never heard me do that. I don't think I've ever heard me do that. Um, but he's still very much in that uh, vicinity at the time, and he hasn't quite let go of. Yeah, it, it, I just, I just, it's, it is so rare to hear you say dude. Oh yes, uh, whoa, bodacious dude. There we go. Well, all the young dudes, is, it doesn't quite float, come out of my mouth correctly, does it? No. Americanisms often don't. 
Um, I just, you sound so posh. I t- I'm really not. I would like to point out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you knew that far too well, actually. But no, my yeah, I I'm I'm from Essex, right? Uh, and yes, I've got You're this the accent. Contrary of posh, but you have the posh voice. Uh, well, uh, yes, thank you very much, mother. Uh, but I'm I <laughs> <laughs> insisted that I she talk about this. Ha- she does have a, a nice voice. My mum. Mm. I mean, I haven't heard her a lot, but yeah, I I I kind of caught a syllable or two while you were yes, on the uh, phone hello, here and there. Yes, um, but she... Hello, Philip. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's pretty accurate, basically. Uh, yes, my mother is the queen, essentially. Uh, <laughs> what do you do for a living? Mother, I've told you I'm a student. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, my anyway, my, yeah, I, I don't call her mother. I mean, it's I do mama. So. I think if one, if one refers to one's, you know, maternal... Uh, parental department, then one refers to one's mama and papa, surely. No, no, why, no. Why, why? <laughs> I mean, you English people yes, go tend on. to not like us French people. I, 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 I think you're the sole, my singular sole exception. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, I can understand that because, I mean, Different. have you met French people? I anyway, think, your I'm mother. French, I can say. Are that. we going to be talking but about your mother? No. Oh. Why? Well, because we're talking about my mother. Oh, my mother, bless her, she's really educated. I'm really, like, I'm really jealous of how much she's put in her brain. I mean, she's really, she's always trying to learn new stuff. And, like, she'll watch, like, game shows, but also, like, if she finds a game show and, like, there's a literature question Mm -hmm. or something, and she's like, ooh, okay, I didn't know that. And then she goes on a little side and she goes on Google and stuff and does her own little researches on stuff. Or medical stuff. She loves watching, like, we have a, um, we used to have, like, a, a show uh, in the afternoon, which is a medical show where they talk to you about, like, diseases and uh, new operations and new researches on medical stuff. And she loves it. And so she learns a whole bunch of stuff on a whole bunch of um, right. subjects. So she's, and yeah. She's quite knowledgeable then. But she's... Well, I think so, yes. I think she has a lot of knowledge. Uh, she has a surface knowledge on a lot of subjects. Uh, I know that feeling. And <laughs> But she has certain subjects that she likes a bit more than others where you can dig a bit deeper. And it's really nice to talk to her because whenever you have a question, there is a good pos- chunk of possibility that she knows the answer. And it's really interesting and I remember being a. I, I think that my entire life, every time I had a question, she had the answer for it. And um, it's, re- it's really nice. Because uh, if you go to your. That's, that, <laughs> I think that created um, an expectation in me mm-hmm. that parents knew absolutely anything. <laughs> well, at least my mom, because bless my dad, he didn't really do studies. He stopped school, he was. 13 or 14 and then he worked in a garage okay and uh, I'm supposed to be the posh one it's a garage (laughs) garage and um, yeah so he he doesn't know much but he he knows about mechanics and stuff and the army because he was in the army so he knows a lot about that so so shooting people and fixing cars (laughs) he's he's all man really basically (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, and uh, but my mom, uh, she, she, we did the same studies with my mom. She did the literature baccalaureate, oh, I and I did too. Okay. And then she did a first year of a English degree, and I did too. Mm. And but uh, bless her, when she didn't have a first year of English license, she tried again and did a second year of first year of English license. Well, we call it a license, but it's a degree. Yeah, yeah. And and she uh, she didn't get it either. Oh. Yeah, no, bless her, she tried, but and then you know, she, life. Well, me, basically. Well, yeah. Hello. <laughs> well, because she had me at 21. Right. So, you know, she worked a bit and then I was there. Hi. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, she's really knowledgeable. But then she, she created an expectation of her in me that she knows everything. Right. So whenever I started growing up and having more and more difficult questions or more deeper questions about okay. stuff more than why the sky is blue well it's easy it's because blah 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 Go on. well it's it's uh yeah i'm testing you on your side so. it has to do with like uh the light being absorbed and reflected by yes. the uh basically the sun creates light yes Oh wow! Well done. But the the atmosphere. Yeah, go on. Only, uh, uh, only reflects certain rays of the sun. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, and so basically, the it absorbs some of the colors and it lets other color uh, go through. Yeah. And the only color that it. Uh, doesn't absorb is the blue. I, 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 that's and generally so my understanding. Blue. Essentially, that's essentially. I know that some people that are way more knowledgeable that are listening to us are going, ah, that's mm. not at all that. I've, no, it's Bob Ross in the sky with a big blue paint. That's what it is. No, that's Picasso. Is it Picasso? Because he has a, a, a blue period. Oh. Oh, okay. He had a blue period, Picasso, and he was... Oh, this is an art... Oh, that was an in-joke... That, that was a joke for artists. Well done. Yeah. So I was just thinking of Bob Ross with little, like, fluffy clouds, and then he'll do a little fringe. Happy little dream. Exactly. Not, anyway. not in the sky, traditionally. No. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, and so when I started having a bit more complex and difficult questions, she was just like, I don't know. I was like, what do you mean you don't know? You know everything. <laughs> No, I, I don't know this one. And so she would like go on like either the internet or like she has a whole bunch of encyclopedias and stuff and she would like look for it. And I was just like, a, my mum doesn't know. <laughs> it's just like this <gasps> gasp. <laughs> but I would say, I mean, your mother's got a really good attitude where she doesn't know something. Oh, she goes and looks for it. She yeah. looks for it. It's and I, I, I think that's important. People I find can have a, a negative attitude to not knowing stuff. Mm. I remember getting when I was at work and I had this moment where I don't know and the person who I was working with go and find out don't don't accept not knowing and I'm thinking oh yeah I never thought of that one I just people can think that what you currently know is all you will ever know Mm. and there isn't any more that you could possibly cram in your head of course it's not true if that was true, nobody would do studies and stuff like that well quite but some people you know this is a mad thing some people don't do studies and I think every... No, no, I know. But what I mean is everybody learns new stuff every day. Yes, yes, yes. 
Oh, absolutely. Even just watching telly or listening to music or listening to like a YouTube video, you will learn new stuff. Well, I think it depends on what you're going to watch. You could easily, should you wish to, refuse to learn anything and just just look at things on a surface level, not analyse them, not question them, and not actively go and find out stuff, as if your current knowledge is A, all you will ever know, and B, an acceptable amount of knowledge. And I just think it is so important for people to realise that you need to know, everybody needs to know that they know nothing. There is nothing that is permanent fact. What you can do is you can understand how you know how things are currently thought of now you can look into the past and see how things were thought of then but all of it you can just you can learn so much more about how people are and, and oh how do i explain this i just think it's really important there's so many free courses now online that you, people can do yeah. find something and get into the habit of of learning things from other people even if it's a youtuber who's teaching you or a tiktok thing where someone says oh look you can do your whatever I don't know what they do in TikTok makeup videos. I have no idea. But I do think it's really important for people to have an open mind because the alternative of having an open mind is a closed mind. And that, I think, is just the worst thing. TikTok, actually, now you say that, TikTok taught me that I had no idea what my bra size is. Well, quite. I, I have no idea either. We've... Well, <laughs> what I mean is, I've always thought that uh, I was a certain size because, you know, when... Uh, Ladies, and other people with boobs, because well, yeah. yeah. Anyway, people that possess boobs and wear bras, because not all ladies wear bras. Anyway, but I would say if that you wear if a you, bra. even if you don't wear a bra, you would still need to know what your size was, possibly. No, because if you don't wear them, you don't need them. Well, uh, you might be interested to know. Fair enough. Anyway, it's, you know, uh, if you possess bras. You might not know what your actual size is. Mm. Because I've always thought, well, I'm roughly like that, so I should go and try to find bras that are roughly that size. And if I'm comfy in it, fair enough, blah, blah, blah. And it would take hours. I would go in there in the changing rooms and I would try like 10, 15, 20 bras. And I'm like, uh, I'm not comfy. I don't know what's wrong. I'm trying a whole bunch of different sizes. Nothing works. I'm trying different forms, different like shapes, different anything. Now, uh, and I'm, it's frustrating. You end up crying in a changing room because nothing works. And you're just like, why? And um, also, they tend to put this horrible foam inside the uh, uh, boob part. Right. And, and, and You're looking at me like I know about no, bras. No, what, I, <laughs> what I'm saying is they tend to uh, put stuff in it to make your boobs look bigger. Oh, yes, yes. So they put foam inside it. Yes, yeah, sort of like The problem is... Type of enhancement things. When you have already big boobs... It seems unnecessary. Well, it's not that it's unnecessary because it makes it... It can make it look even bigger and anything. And some people like that. I'm not judging at all. But what I'm saying is, when you're trying to find a bra that just just fits you, you don't need your boob to can the mm. completely escape the bra because there's too much already in the bra and you can't find space for your own boob in there. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, maybe, just maybe, 
you don't know your size. So sometimes in lingerie things, they can measure your mm. like thing. But sometimes you go to three different types of lingerie shops and they'll give you four different like sizes of bra. Because to be honest, I don't think they know either. Basically, your bra size is way bigger than you think. <laughs> so ladies and other people with boobs, I'm going to tell you how to measure your Oh, we can do this now, are we? Yeah, okay. it's going to take me five minutes. Oh, okay. You take a tape. I know how to do it in inches, so... Do it in inches. Bear with. You take a tape, and you do, right under your boob, you take the tape, and you measure what's your size right under the boob, like where it falls, right there. And then, you take where your boob is the biggest, and you tape... There. So let's say you're uh, 32 and in the fold, like under the boob, 32, okay? And then on the uh, biggest part you are 36, therefore you are a 32, and then you count 33, 34, 35, 36. So you are a 32D. Okay, so it's one inch. So it's one one inch is a letter. So thirty-two to thirty-three A, thirty-three to thirty-four B, thirty-four to thirty-five C, thirty-five to thirty-six D. Is it is it that's it? That's it. That's as easy as that. And try a bra like that, you're welcome. And on that bombshell. And on that bombshell. Thank you very much for listening. That was can I have a word? We are on every single podcast platform we can think of, but if there's a podcast platform that you would like us to be on that we're not, do let us know. Uh, get in touch with us uh, on Facebook and Twitter at... Can I have a reply? You blanked out then. Yes. I was going to say, Harry. <laughs> That's me. I'm Harry. <laughs> How many episodes have we done now? I'm thinking about boobs. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Right. Anyway, now I am. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, uh, if you uh, would be interested in being on the show, whether or not you've got boobs, then do uh, get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, or if you've got any questions or comments or thoughts or inputs or uh, tips and advice or corrections, do let us know. Um, if you'd like to be a guest, I've said that. Uh, is there anything else? Share, oh, with, share your with your friends. Make sure you share this with your friends if you've enjoyed it, or even if you haven't, because they might. Uh, so, um, thank you very much for listening, and bye! bye.